What's up and welcome to Coliseum Chats episode 4. I am your host Wayne Knight from Nightmare May and Carlson Gracie South Canterbury. Today on the show we have the beast from the east. <laughs> the um, Blue Belt Mafia, none other than Kurt, I've nearly quit three times because of this motherfucker, Morai. <laughs> What's up bro? Not too much, man. Yeah. Just chilling. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Just yeah. in the dream, mate. Yeah. That was a main lunch, by the way. Thank you. Ah, all good, mate. Anytime. <laughs> Can't come to my house and not, not expect to get fed. <laughs> fed all right. <laughs> Fuck, I don't even think I'm back training tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, how did you get into martial arts? There's a story. You did wrestling when you were younger. I did wrestle for a short time when I was young. Um, I was probably only 10. Um, that was... Uh, Around about the first time I actually met Rick was, I think we were, no, we actually met previously. We played rugby together uh, for Celtic, I think. But um, yeah, my parents were just looking for something to get me into. Um, I'd done rugby, you know, swimming, stuff like that. So uh, yeah, they decided to put me in wrestling. I only did it for probably 12 months. To be honest, at that point, I didn't really enjoy it. So yeah. I only stuck it out for 12 months and that was about it. I think I did a couple of competitions and yeah, learnt the sort of the fundamentals. and. Um, yeah, that was about it, really. Nice. It was quite good. Um, I still find myself remembering things from my wrestling training even now when I'm rolling. Yeah. And um, you go back to some of those things and they do work. It works really good, definitely in, in a grappling sense. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I totally um, vouch for that because I rely on my newaza <coughs> from judo. Like, yeah. So every now and then I go, no, no, that's what I used to do. Mm. Um so yeah, I feel you there. Yeah. Um, so we both work at the same plumbing outfit. Yes. And um, when I met you, I'll be honest, I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> He's he is massive." <laughs> um, uh, from meeting you and then walking into the staff room and seeing a picture on the wall of you carrying a three hundred liter cylinder on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're one of the rugby players. I was like, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And how the fuck am I going to get him over to night MMA? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you had quite a bad uh, knee injury yeah. at one stage. And yeah. um, this is when I started saying, bro, you should come along and try, yeah. try some yeah. jets. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, what happened with your knee? Well, um... I had, like I used to play rugby a lot when I was younger and then um, I stopped when we, uh, me and my wife bought our first house. I sort of slowed down on rugby just to, um, I couldn't really afford at that time to be injured and be on ACC so I had to be quite smart with my life choices so um, just put rugby, hung rugby boots up for a short time and yeah, it was, um, I was actually to be honest at the point in my life where I thought we bit sick of rugby now because I played rugby a lot. Played since I think I was eight or ten. Yeah, and um, yeah, so it was sort of time for a new leaf. And yeah, hung the rugby boots up for a while, and that was the end of that. And um, I started playing again. I think just after we had Jack, um, about five, six years later, I was about twenty six when I started playing rugby again. I think I finished up when I was about yeah twenty one, twenty two, and. Um, 
so everything was going pretty good. I had a couple of good seasons with the boys and was getting pretty fit again. And um, then, yeah, I had a, quite a nasty dislocation on my kneecap playing in Waimati. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but I was very fortunate in the fact that um, there were some very, very good physio guys on on site. And um, it didn't. It wasn't a dislocation that was out for a long period of time. I think it was probably out for maybe 15 minutes at the max. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really lucky that the guys who were there were able to put it back in for me, which was Jesus. really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said it was going to hurt, and I said, well, can't hurt any more than it's fucking hurting right now, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. do what you got to do. And I can only imagine you sitting there going, just, just do it. Yeah, come. yeah. I think <laughs> I had the referee's cards wedged in my, between my teeth because they didn't wow. want me to break my teeth when yeah. I they were putting it back in, and yeah, so... And you would have been held down by both squads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was getting pretty, pretty well held down by, I think, Strawberry was with me at that point, one of, um, one of the other lads who yeah. used to work with us at Breen's, and, um, yeah, he was playing rugby with me at the time. And Jesus. Yeah, so it was, um, that injury sort of lasted, oh, I was I think I was off work for nine weeks with it. Um, I was very lucky in the fact that I didn't tear any ligaments, but I did do quite a lot of damage to them just yeah. with stretching it. Stretching it, it yeah. Um, and had quite bad bone bruising um, from the dislocation. So um, it took a while to heal and, yeah, so sort of held me back for a wee while and um, I had another game of rugby, another season of rugby once I'd healed. I, I think it took probably the best part of three months to get right yeah. to a point where I was able to start lightly, light jogging. So, yeah, Fucking got hell. back into it for another season and... Um, I think it was round about that time that you came on board with Breen's. That's when we bought, uh, Sean bought out Laser. Yes. And you, yourself and John Mulcahy and Stephen Foster came over and started working with us. And That's right. Yeah. It was sort of, it was good because you were working out at Genius Homes doing the plumbing then I was coming out and doing the gas fitting and giving you a bit of a hand every yeah, now again. Yeah, so we started talking. And yeah, so yeah. we started talking. I was, yeah, I think... We'd lived in the same town for quite a while, but we'd never crossed paths. We'd never really met you. I'd seen you a couple yeah. of times at like um, Harrison Bloy and stuff, yeah. but yeah. yeah. And then we sort of started um, talking about hobbies and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. I, I recall our first conversation. Actually, you get you came to Genius Homes and you're like, "Hey mate, how are you?" And I went, "Because ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you're." You're a solid man, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'd fucking... The guy that helped with the dislocation of your knee... He's a fucking... Must have got off fucking light, bro. Oh, he was an absolute legend, man. I yeah. still see him. He works uh, New World out in Tamuka. Yeah. He's a, just a part-time physio. and Yeah, I always have a, a lot of time for Andy. He's, nice. he's a good bugger, eh? Nice. <laughs> I was uh, very good fucking mates with him after he put that back in, eh? Oh, so he helped putting it back <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah, it was... That's even, Instant relief once that was back in. Yeah. Oh, fuck, cool, bro. Yeah. Well, um, so, yeah, I started picking at you to come and um, join the MMA squad. Um, yeah. At the time, we, we didn't have the affiliation. We were night MMA. Yeah. Um, and I thought a lot of these, as I was saying to um, Nick and, and the other, you know, and um, in the other episode, rugby players, ex-rugby players, really get on board with the jiu-jitsu. I mean, yeah. Tano Umanga, look at how well he's doing. He, he yeah. loves jiu-jitsu, mm. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He still doesn't 
um, you know, the, the ones that can't go on with the grind of rugby. I take my hat off to rugby players, bro. Like, you you play a season, you, um, some of these young bucks, like young George, he, his season went on for, I think he had maybe two months off a year. Yeah, there was not much downtime for footy players. No, no. so you're constant, it's week in, week out, yeah. MMA, you, you, it could be, at one stage it could be week in, week out for, for New Zealand MMA fighters. Yeah. Um, now it's a bit, you know, there's a bit of time in between, um, for healing up and getting yeah. your mind ready again, stuff like that. But like I say, um, rugby players, man, you're week in, week out. It's um, the grind, the, the training sometimes is harder than some of the games. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, um, and of course, it's New Zealand's the number one sport, bro. So yeah. um, there's a high level of, uh, you know, of, of rugby played in New Zealand. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I played one game of rugby for my high school team and it was in my seventh form year and it was only to get an extra credential on my, you know, on, on my leaving form basically when I'd left. He, oh, he played for the rugby, the rugby team's first 15. And my first and only game I ever played was against fucking Wesley College, bro. Oh, shit. And those boys are big. Yeah, nah. And no prisoners up there, man. No. And we played at um the the park I took you through when we went to yes. Auckland. Took yeah, you, yeah. showed you my school. Yes. Um Manudewa Rugby Club was there, we played there. Yeah. And I remember catching this ball. I was at the back, I don't ask me what position it is, I don't know. I was at the back though, and I caught the ball and half the crowd were going, Run! And half the crowd goes, kick it! <laughs> and I was like, I'm kicking this bitch. Because <laughs> there was two massive Fijians running at me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it. fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being a, a football soccer player, yeah. I was like, nah, my kick's going to be better than running all day. So um, I smashed this ball yeah. into one of the Fijians' heads. Oh, Jesus. So he, he charged it down. Yeah, yeah. Found and... It. The other guy scored a try. Oh, no. Um, and the guy that I kicked the ball at um, beat me up pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time I played rugby. <laughs> so, yeah, gave rugby up there and then. So I'll take my hat off to you, bro. You, you yeah. know, um, but you came into jiu-jitsu, yep. and once upon a time, I used to kick your ass. Yeah. And... It doesn't happen anymore oh, <laughs> as much as not I as, Not as much. <laughs> as I'd like to. I can as much as you'd like it. If, if we high five and fist bump and we go through the, the roll yeah. and I get to the end of the round where the buzzer goes and yeah. there's been no, you've not subbed me, yeah. that's a win, bro. I yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah you're, you're a force, mate. You've How many comps have you done now? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. Probably uh, maybe eight or so, I'm not sure. I've, yeah, sort of what I, I started competing, I think, in 2019, the start of 2019. Yes, so sub only. Yeah, the sub only. Yep. That was the first one I did, and I think I did uh, a Dunedin regional comp that year, and then in the year after that was yeah, 2020, so we had a fair bit of a break from competing, so I think I got COVID. in the... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got in the sub only at the start of the year, and then... Um, uh, King of the South and a few other bits and bobs and yeah, sort of planned for this year basically thus far as um, obviously nationals, 
any um, trying to support any CGNZ competitions that Jose puts on. 100%, so yeah, just to um, yeah, because we're flying the flag for them as well, just to make sure that we're supporting them, uh, supporting local pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah. Because um, these are professors. Yeah, so Jose's any comps that he's putting on, we'll I'll try and definitely make the effort to get down there for those, yeah. just to show our support. So he um, yeah. So you you had your first comp um, sub only. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was the first role you went in. Yeah. I think it lasted like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, it was weird. I had a dream and said you and Josh Gamblin are going to be in the final. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you went in. Um, does it, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but there's a guy that looked like Gabriel Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and you you went through him. Yeah, and uh, and then there's the you and Yazdan from Checkmate always yeah. meet up. Yeah, yeah, Yazdan's he's a real he's, right? he's a great guy, man. I like yeah, Yazdan yeah. a lot of time for Greg's boys, and um, yeah, yeah, you know, and you met up. You that was your first um. Real comp, I think. Competition. Oh, yeah, definitely. First competition and first time sort of stepping out of our, our gym confines to test um, test whatever skills we've picked up. We had, yeah. Yeah. At the so, time. Yeah, which um, was just minimal weight. Yeah, well, yeah. You yeah, know. pretty, just used arm triangles all day. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty and much what I got told by Rick before my first competition. He said, just arm triangle people, mate. Yeah. It'd be all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, and you ended up rolling with Josh in the final. Hmm. So um, yeah. it was a weird experience for me because uh, Smooth Comp wasn't, oh, it was around, but I don't, like they, they still had printouts of names and who you're going to fight and rah, rah, rah. It wasn't as good as uploading, you know, dragging down the phone and... and yeah. um, I still remember it now. It was all on, refreshing. Um, printed out on A4 paper and pinned to... The wall. The wall. You had to go and check where your bracket was and what time you're expected to be on. And then, um, yeah, that was at um, Axis. So it was, I remember Johnny was still at Axis then. So yes. He was, he um, was riffing and stuff yeah, like that. He was riffing. And we're all bunched around looking at the um, who's next and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And sure enough, it said Josh Gamblin. Yeah. Kurt Moore. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I just remember our whole team just looked at me like, fuck. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I got we, the Mystic Mac. <laughs> <thing. laughs> <laughs> we sort of, um, me and Josh, we would we knew that we'd probably have to roll against each other. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, it's so, always going to be no hard feelings, mate. Let's go hard and have some yeah, fun. Let's go Whoever wins, wins. Yeah. It's all good. So, and it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, I've competed with Rick and stuff like that. So, it's yeah, and They're our bros, so we just... Hey man, who, who gives a fuck? Let's just go out there and Let's have just some fun. Nuts. And that's it. And you've, you know, you've, you do meet Rick in your weight division yeah. quite a bit. Um, so you've gone from rugby. Yeah. You've started doing jujitsu, and it was on and off. It was like when you could make it. Yeah. Yeah. To being pretty much a coach now as well yeah yeah um yeah you know when rick's not there yeah it's you and nick running it yeah myself and nick and um obviously you as well and we're lucky we've sort of got um got likes of jimmy as well james mccarthy yeah and phil there's there's definitely reserves there um of guys like if we're all for instance we're all tied up then there's plenty of people to 
pick it up and, yeah. and carry it on. And plenty of guys with plenty to offer as well. Like, yes. Very, very fortunate. Like, um, I know we haven't got high ranks in our club. We've not got purple belts, brown belts, black belts. But we've definitely got a good depth of guys who are diehards, who love jiu-jitsu, yes. who love training, who love training with each other. That's the thing. We're all here for each other, man. And, yeah. And um, we're not selfish about it as no. well. It's it's not all about one guy. It's not all about... No, that's you know, right. It's all about us and, and building it. And um, and getting all yeah. our, getting all us up an extra, extra level or yeah. the next level, but yeah. also all our newbies that walk in, all our white yeah. belts that are already making yeah. a name for themselves. Like yeah. there's certain members of our team that... Um, people that don't even do jujitsu anymore, they go far out. Um, you know, trainers doing pretty good. Yeah, 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 you which know, is awesome. They're man. like, yeah, so yeah. It's a good reflection of you know what's in the club when people are doing well. It yes. shows that there's good, good people there, good, good training scenarios going on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got the, um, you know, the ones that went from oh, I'll give it a go to always going to comps, always, even if they're not. Competing, they're there yeah. supporting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. They've made it their. They've made their hobby their. Um, their constant um, drive yeah. now. Their sport, you know, yeah. like Jasmine and. Yeah. Um, she's always there, and if she's not rolling, she's yeah. taking photos or she's. Yeah. Yeah. Helping out the squad and. Well, yeah, and the thing that like I always think about as well is we're all playing the long game, man. Where that's the thing you're hoping to compete for you know a, a good period of time at different belt levels mm. so um yeah like you a lot of you know famous or popular um black belts in jiu-jitsu will always say that at certain grades at certain levels they just couldn't win they couldn't yes. would go to competitions they'd get demoed like at blue belt purple belt whatever brown belt some yeah. even guys say it wasn't until i got my black belt that i started winning yeah actively winning competitions so it's, it doesn't matter if you're turning up and losing and as long as you're fucking getting out on the mats and giving it a go, that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, is if people are constantly losing, they go, ah, oh, fuck this shit, I'm not doing this anymore, I just keep losing. Well, fuck me, that's another person who's not going to be at a comp. It's another yeah. competitor that I can't compete against, yeah. that you can't compete against. So it's, yeah. And that mindset as well. Like if somebody's that quick to give up something because they're not getting the glory, yeah, yeah. then maybe it's not for you. But yeah, that's the thing. Like it's... It is for you. It's about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to just realise that yeah. you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah, and lose often. That's yeah. the thing with jiu-jitsu. You need to know that, yeah, yeah, you're not hot shit. You're not special. You're not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to lose. You're going to lose often. The mats don't lie. Yeah, and when you think you're finally learning and you're finally getting somewhere, then someone's going to come along and fucking bulldoze yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to go, fuck, <laughs> I'm quitting this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's a, that is a constant struggle with jits. Yeah. Um, but the mats don't lie. No. It's that hammer and nail thing again. Yeah. But that's the thing. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm not looking for any easy way out. And no. Like talking to talking to Lloyd about some of the boys down at Queenstown and going, oh, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some fucking real animals down there who are just yeah. awesome. And like, like I said, I was just like, that's what I'm after. I'm after yeah. the hardest roles. I'm after the guys who are going to give me a fucking hiding. I'm not going yes. down to things to train and go, oh, easy, train but with these boys. Nah. And Nah, I want to get pushed. I want to get, yeah. 100%. And I can vouch for that too. Um, 
because I'm mentally unstable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I there's something about losing that makes me go, oh, I'm still yeah. alive. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Back, to the, back to the drawing board, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I say to all my uh, fighters, all my MMA guys, my kickboxing crew, I always say, yeah. take the winning and losing out of everything and just yeah. perform. Just just get everything you wanted to do out in that ring and leave it all in there. Oh, 100%, man. And if you lose, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah. I've um, definitely, and I always say that to anyone who's competing with us, um, especially if you see someone come off the mats and they're disappointed after a loss, just say, look, you're going to learn way more out of this loss than you would out of a, a win. Or yeah. if you'd gone out there and just bulldozed this, your competitor that you're competing against, and uh, and you're not achieving anything out of no. that, you just you're just winning. And yeah, if you go out there and you fight your best fight, you you put everything out there, you try your best, then come away and you've lost, then you know what you got to work on. Yes, yeah. if you're winning, you don't really get no. that sense of shit. I That's need to right. Work on this. I need to work on that. And, like I remember um, uh, what competition that I did. I did full force sub only. It was twenty twenty. Yeah. I was just like lost that match to Connor, and Connor was a really good guy, and yes, just got to be honest, just sandbagged by him, and kept him north south, and I was just like fuck, I'm never doing that shit again. No. Nah. So that was a big like kick in the ass for me to go right. Well, I need to train harder and and longer and. Yeah. And put a lot more time and energy into uh, strength and conditioning and fitness, and so that I don't get caught in positions and just get held there, and I can't do anything about it. It's you can it's frustrating. Take, yes, you can take that. Um, yeah. That. Um, you know that option to go fuck it. I've yeah. I've got to move. I've got yeah. to you know yeah. risk. I've got to risk this to yeah. get out of this position. Yeah, yeah. And that is fitness. That yeah. is um, being able to. And that Talk, was, yeah, yeah. that's why I love jiu-jitsu so much. It's because it's constant growth. It's always, it's extremely hard. It's um, it's not an easy thing to do. And, no. and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not, like, thing. that's the thing. Most things in life that are a struggle, that are fucking hard, are the most rewarding. Yes. So um, that's Look why at, I enjoy it so much. Yes, yeah. 100%. And perfect example, man, uh, four of the UFC champions at the moment. Yeah, you know Francis Naganu, yeah, uh, Rosenam Yunus, yeah, they've all failed, man. They've come 100%. back, you know, and in the weekend, yeah, you know they they come back and they say to themselves, yeah, I'm going to be a champion one day, yeah, and, and it's come true because of the time you put in, you, yeah. It's yeah. not one of those things. It's not, it's just not cricket, bro. You know, like it's yeah. it's a real. Uh, detriment to life itself. You're going to get knocked down and you're going to yeah. have to get up and yeah. fucking try harder. Yeah. Well, they say it's uh, twice, well, I don't know, there's a saying to it, it's twice down, twice, three times up or something like that. Yeah, the yeah. The more you yeah. get knocked down, the more you just get up and get on with it. So. 100%. And, um, yeah. So. It's definitely a character-building sport, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> fucking oats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's what it's all about. So, after your rugby, you found jiu-jitsu. Um, any hopes and dreams going back to rugby? Um, well, to be honest, no. Like, um, I picked up the jits and started training with you guys. Like, I met you, obviously, at work. You, we talked about martial arts, talked about sports and, and uh, hobbies and stuff like that, and generally sort of found quite a good 
friendship, I think, at the start. We're like, oh, yeah, good guys, you know, catch up and talk some shit. And then it was just like, yeah, started training and, yeah. And then um, initially it was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to the gym with Wayne and be a good way of um, getting involved in a, in a team of positive people who are all about the same thing and about getting fit and getting healthy and shit. So it was just like, yeah, I, I want to... Got to be on board with this, and yep. yeah, and um, initially it was more so just to get fit and get back on the rugby paddock, and and then uh, you know come back as a better version of before, and yeah, that was initially my thought process was I'd, goal, I'd train, yeah. and that yep. was my goal. I was like, oh, I'm going to train with the boys and do some kickboxing and um, do the jujitsu and the jujitsu. Like I'd, I'd actually done grappling with um, TFMA for a wee bit yep. when. Um, me and Ricky used to go down there and train with the boys um, when they were in the same gym down at Saltwater Creek with Kustias. Yep, that's where they started, so, yep. Yeah, we used to go down and train in the off-season for rugby and, and do a bit of jits and do a bit of grappling just to improve, you know, for tackling and stuff like that and all around yeah. core strength. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I sort of thought, yeah, this would be awesome. I'll, I'll get really fit and I'll come back super healthy and really mobile and I'll be able to get around the rugby paddock way better and, yeah, uh, but just never happened <laughs> yeah sort of um started out and doing a bit of kickboxing with you guys and really enjoyed that and then picked up the the jiu-jitsu and then um ditched the <laughs> ditched the kickboxing <laughs> i was just like it was really good fun but i um you know like i'm a father of two and got a really good wife and time's precious and yeah. a lot of time that i had was um you know i had to utilize it the best way possible and for me, I enjoyed jiu-jitsu that much that I wanted to put all my free time that I had training into the one thing that I really enjoyed, which was jits. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so instead of training, you know, one night a week jiu-jitsu, one night a week kickboxing, then having an open mat of either or, I was like, oh, I can do two nights of jiu-jitsu or three nights of jiu-jitsu yeah. a week. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so um, that was more my mindset was sort of uh, really enjoyed it. I thought, this is awesome. I really like this sport. I don't want to go back to rugby. Um, I'm loving this too much. Um, I especially enjoyed the uh, the demanding, mentally demanding side of competing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and uh, was feeling really good. So I thought, oh, well, I'm just going to stick at this. This is really cool. And then um, it was sort of re-spurred on with the fact that Ricky was coming home from Queenstown. Yes. and. I'd heard a lot about, um, you know, the gym that an affiliate he was involved with and the coaches that he had down there, and he always spoke incredibly highly of them and uh, with a lot of respect. So um, it was quite, uh, yeah, it was quite cool. I was like, shit, that'd be something awesome to be a part of. And yeah. that was where around with the time when we were sort of, you know, that was we're sort of looking for what we what our next step was going to be. Exactly, because yeah. um, I've spoke on this before. We didn't want to fucking sandbag at white belt forever yeah um yeah you were the first person in our gym to go up to blue and compete yeah before we had the affiliate yeah yeah um yeah. and yeah and it was only when you went up into blue into the comp at blue you really started feeling what it was like to yeah. lose yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that was that was the thing. Like, um, I did the you know a competition at White Belt, and I thought, all right, I'll 
give this a go and yeah you know and we sort of talked and i'd been training a while and i thought okay all right well let's give a comp a go you know what's what's the worst that can happen i can lose and that's the worst that can happen you know and Exactly. I'm, like, I'm fine with losing. That's yeah, that's yeah. fine with me. So yeah, I'm a loser too. <laughs> so it was just like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I thought I'd give it a crack, and and went really well, and had a lot of fun, and and won all my matches, and um, just sort of thought, what's the next step? Do I, you know, do I recompete now at white belt? And that would have been obvious. The obvious thought was, all right, I'll just enter in a competition and compete as white belt and carry on at that. And I thought, well, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy uh, challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, sort of talk to the boys and put the feeler out about, I don't know, what if we went at blue belt? What's the next thing up from white belt? We'll go to a blue belt one and, and just challenge ourselves. Like, yeah. What's the what's the harm in that? We didn't have an, uh, an affiliation with anyone to grade us and. And say you're worthy of uh, a, bl- a blue belt or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of really just looking for that extra challenge, and I thought, shit, right, well, we'll just fucking have a go and yeah, see what happens. Legit. Same as white belt. Let's just have a crack. What the what's the worst that can happen? I'll go there and get my fucking ass whooped, which yeah. <laughs> pretty much happened. <laughs> but there's there's yeah, and there's no. Sh- I don't have any shame or regret on that. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll give it a go. And and that's the thing, like, my first competition as a white belt, I matched up with uh, Levi from Omaru, who's yep. a really fucking good guy as well. And That's right, it was down south, eh? Down south in yep. Dunedin, and definitely got schooled on a few things, and was yep. like, oh, shit, it's not all about just being big and strong and ugly. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, so learned a fair bit in my matches with Levi, and... Um, yeah, and uh, from then onwards, I was just like, yeah, well, okay, I've been knocked back a peg here, and yes, I'm not going back to competing as a white belt. I want to carry on as a blue belt. So, like, I obviously wasn't graded then, but yeah. I thought, bugger it, I'll just keep going at this and chipping away and mm. get these bastards eventually. I'm yeah. going to start beating them. So, yeah. and that's a, yeah. um, that that's that um, what I was talking about before. You know, you, you can. Lose a lot of some people lose and walk away. Yeah, people that don't understand, um, like say me with my MMA matches and my kickboxing matches, uh, people have said to me, like, Oh, it's time to give it up, man. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and you could definitely listen to those people and go, Yeah, yeah. I'm done, you know, and or you could just go, You know what, what the fuck do you know about <laughs> adversity and. If, if that's what it is, is every time something like that comes a, around and these people just go, I'm done, I've had enough, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, what are they, are they, they're setting a very low bar for their, the next generation of people coming through and, and their kids even, you know, like, I want my kids to be able to look at me and go, man, dad tried his best. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't, he doesn't care if he loses or wins or, yeah. you know. No, he so just, it's beautiful when you well, win. It is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But, um, you can't, it's one of those sports, you can't let it into your thought pattern that you are the best now and no. nobody's going to beat you. Because no. the day that if you do get beaten, you get yeah. fucking shut down big time. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So we were obviously going up to, you're the first. Yeah, well... Uh, and me yeah. and Nick were the next ones along yeah. to do a blue belt. Yeah. Um, well, that was the thing, and uh, it was sort of like, well, where do we go from here? We... 
forward and, and see where we can go and yeah. what we can do. And um, it was actually, I was I went to the first competition and the full force one in um, Christchurch and, yep. you know, entered that as a white belt and, and because I was. And, um, yeah, and uh, met some guys there that were white belts that were entering in at uh, intermediate or advanced. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. You can do that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, and I was quite impressed with that. And I was like, oh wow, these guys are really putting themselves out there and, and challenging themselves. Yeah, That's crack. commendable. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was never meant as a hope no one would ever get offended and think, oh, he's a dick. He thought he could just jump into the blue belts and and swim with the sharks. But yeah, I just thought, no, stuff it. These guys are challenging themselves. I'm I'm the sort of person who doesn't you know, back down from a challenge or, yep, or shy away from uh, pushing myself a bit harder. So, um, yep. yeah, so I thought, stuff it, I'll give it a go. Yes. And uh, I'm very pleased that I did because, um, yeah, there's, that's sort of what the thing is, is I'm very motivated by uh, by that struggle and that, yes. that hardness of jiu-jitsu and, and not being, you know, you're never going to be... I'm never going to be the best at fucking jujitsu, but I'll sure as hell turn up and I'll train hard and I'll I'll have a fucking good time while I'm at it. Hundred so, percent. Yeah, so that's it, what it's all about for me. And it was around that time after you'd competed at Blue. Yeah. Um, we both worked away one one um, week, yep. and um, you were saying to me, and this was happening with uh, Nick as well. Nick was coming to me as well, saying, "What are we doing, bro? Yeah, we." You know, we've we've never been belt chasers, no. but we need everybody. Everybody needs somebody a little bit more superior to say, "Well you're done, doing, you're doing yeah. a good job." Oh, it's you just, know? yeah. And that's where that life thing comes in again. Um, you need, you just need somebody a little higher up than you to say, "Just oh, man, that's awesome, bro. You're doing really well," and and that's what we were after. And you'd mentioned at the time, you know, um, Ricky's coming back to Timaru and, um, you know, there could be something in the works there. Um, and, yeah, and I remember at the time, like me as a, as a, I was running the gym, um, I was thinking, don't want to le- lose these guys. I don't want yep. to lose you. I don't want to lose anyone else that was coming in going, hell yeah, this is the goods, you know? Yeah. I, at the same time, I had people going, don't affiliate, don't do that, man. That's just dumb. Just stay white belts forever. Yeah. And um, be proud of that. Like, yeah. you know, and the same people were saying, don't get a bigger gym, don't. And I had, I've got always had bigger plans for yeah. um, the gym and you guys and us and me and, you know, and the kids and, um, and it worked out that Ricky was coming back to Timaru and he'd um, been talking to Jose yeah. and the idea was Jose was going to come up and meet us and see what we were about and obviously we wanted to meet Jose too yeah 100% man and when he did come up <coughs> what a vibe oh it's pretty cool you know we cool. put on a feed and um, yeah just a family guy like all of us. Yeah, yeah, and that was it. That was that was it. He was a he's a real good guy, and yeah, it was a real pleasure, and it's a huge honour to be representing um, his team and being a part of the team as well. And yeah, and uh, that's the thing. Like um, when Ricky came back, he was 
a very busy man. He was, uh, you know, a, a new father. Yeah, and, jobs um, and all sorts of stuff. Re-establishing himself, re-establishing himself in the uh, South Canterbury sort of side yeah, of yeah. life. And, yeah. you know, looking for a house and getting himself set up. And uh, his wife, Nicole, was, I think she was pregnant. Yeah, pregnant when they moved back. That's and right. yeah. yeah, so he had a lot on his plate. So um, it took a while to get the wheels in motion and... And sort out where we were going, and for him it was when he came back. He just said, "Look, I just need a, a place to train, just have some fun at the moment." Yep, and, that's um, right. Yeah, and we, me and Rick, talked um, quite a bit about, you know, where we were going to go because he sort of said, "You know, we could." Well, I've talked to Jose, and we've we've had prior discussions about um, about you know running an affiliate here, yep. and uh, yeah, um, so. Rick sort of talked to me about it and said, hey, you know, what would you think about that? And and I thought, mate, that's uh, what a huge honour that would be yes. because uh, the, dis- the discussions we'd had about it when he was still training in Queenstown and he'd tell me about our, um, a lot of the guys had competed, you know, around the world yes. and, um, and and they'd had guys in the gym. Like, Queenstown is a real mecca for, you know, people coming in and coming and going, tourists coming and going. So yes. they've had a lot of... Uh, people from different walks of life and, and they're all you know different levels in their jiu-jitsu journey and they drop in and train so that's it's like a huge sponge of bloody knowledge down there and yeah. and uh talking to rick at the time i was just like mate would be absolutely fucking retards not to take this opportunity with two hands and 100%. and rip straight into it you know like yeah. you've got guys who have represented and gone overseas and competed at worlds and like uh Hennen's competed with fucking uh, Ken and Cornelius. Like, yeah, It's yeah. just like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah. That's the top level of top level. So I was just like, wow. That's right. And, that, and they can, had, um, and my my um, infatuation with MMA, they had a an XFC champion yeah, training yeah. there. They had, yeah. you know, it was, it was, it's going to be good all around. And the other thing was, is, um, and I must touch base on this. Yeah. There are hobbyist gyms out there. Oh, 100%. And that's, there's no drama there's in that. There's wrong nothing. With that. But our night MMA crew that is now uh, Carlson Gracie, South yeah. Canterbury, um, I don't think has ever been a hobbyist gym. We are a competitive, uh, competitive team yeah. and yeah. competition team. Yeah. And there, there's lads out there that come and these girls out there that just come for oh, just a, a bit of a role and learn some self-defense yeah. oh, that's, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and that's no. the thing man is yeah do but, what you want to do this is your your path if you want to walk it you bloody walk it the way you want to do it and yes. fuck everyone else you know but, if, yes but i honestly feel um when you walk in um, to trainings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and all the open mats that you do and the extra freaking competition team trainings, it is definitely a competition team. Yeah, yeah. The kids are hungry for competitions now. Yeah. The, the um, you know, we need it. We do need to get more women on the mats. Yeah, yeah, and um, that'll that'll just but come that's, with time, man. That's, that's sport that jujitsu and in, in general anyway. Yeah. So, um, but I do, yeah, I do love that aspect of you know we weren't trying to undercut or overcut somebody or we weren't trying to you know the more jiu-jitsu gyms the better you know we've oh, got see. um Tamaru brazilian jiu-jitsu in town as well yeah. and kirsty's doing a brilliant job over there oh, fucking 100%, man. you know my old coach um and teammate gaz 
is, is involved in the club. Yeah. Um, and there's no drama. Like, oh, 100%. You know, she's yeah. doing a brilliant thing. Um, she's, I hopefully one day get to interview her as well. Yep. To hear her side of the, but our, our goal um, was to just level up and yeah, keep it with the, the boys we had, you know, and um, just absolutely grow the crap out of um, our MMA fighters, yeah. our, you know, I think we sort our of jiu-jitsu hobbyists. Yeah, and we're right at the sort of, we're at the, probably at the cusp of, or the, the growing phase of jiu-jitsu as a sport in New Zealand, and um, you only got to look, like I look at the competitions um, from when I started with you guys, and how much things have grown in the last like three, four years since yeah. I've been hanging about with you lads. It's like it seems to be popularising, well, becoming more popular in New Zealand, like rapidly. Yes. Um, yeah, and like we we're talking about the ex ex sporting guys, ex rugby players, ex yeah. ex league players, ex whatever. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot more exposure there, and. Yeah, it. it's, it's awesome it's awesome to see that a sport like this is growing and it's yeah. it's really um that's the thing is it's not to me it's not just a sport it's a lifestyle it's a yes. it's a being that's the thing like i started from when i started jiu-jitsu to where i am now like i've got a great diet i look after myself really well i'm i'm a better dad because i have more energy yes. uh, much better husband um i've got a lot more you know energy and and, and resilience to myself now because you know, when I started jiu-jitsu, I was overweight, a heavy smoker. Yeah, it was, um, it's definitely changed addicted my life. Addicted to monster for, drinks. Yeah, addicted to monster drinks. Yeah. yeah smoking a lot. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, talking on, hitting that subject now. Yeah. When, before, like, the day you walked in the gym. Yes. You were 150 kilos. Just under, yeah. I think I was about 148 kilos when I first started with you guys. Um uh, that was when we were in the old gym up above, um, yes, yeah, yeah, over yeah. by Spates. So. Spates Hell House, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you stuck at it. You, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, you became obsessed with it, to be yeah, fair. You yeah, were showing for, me shit on YouTube. You were yeah. trialling it. Can I do this? Can I? Yeah. And it became um, an obsession of yours. So 100%, yeah. Um, from there, you did change your diet. You cut yep. the cigarettes out. You weaned your way off the drinks. Yep. And yep. now you're weighing in at what? Um, I actually weighed myself this morning, and I haven't weighed myself in a long time because I've recently, because uh, I sort of cut back my training because I was studying for an exam. Um, I sort of structured my diet and cut a few things out just so I wasn't uh, putting in too much shit some days. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I weighed myself this morning. I was 116 kilos this morning. Shit. So, yeah, so that's a 30 kilo pretty much loss since the time I started. Which, yeah. Yeah, and I've got, to be honest, man, I've got all you boys to thank for that, like for pushing me at training. And the biggest person I've got to thank is my wife, man. Because fucking no way in hell I would have ever done this without her. She's been so supportive, like pushing me out the door to go to trainings. And um, yeah, she's just an awesome teammate, man. And, yeah, I couldn't have done this without yeah, her. 100% couldn't have done this without her. She's very supportive, um, helps me with my diet, fucking does all the supermarket shopping for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the stuff, yeah, makes sure, you know, like, gives me ideas. Like, I 
take apple cider vinegar, it's really good for a high protein diet, so she's, yeah, I've been doing that for the last couple of three years, yeah, yeah she's awesome man, like 100% couldn't have done this without her, so, nice. um, and um, yeah, very, very supportive and very understanding because it's, it is a very selfish sport, like yeah, your time is spent a lot at the gym, not yep. at home, so, yep. you know, two nights a week, I'm, I'm not at home, so that's, it puts a hell of a lot of extra work on her. She's got to get the kids sorted, get them showered, get them into bed, do homework, cook meals, and um, so yeah, that's. And you're just, a good man yourself. Oh, you're, up early, fuck, you're putting the lunch. Yeah. You're getting the lunches ready and stuff in the morning. Oh God, no! I'm just fucking yeah, like a half open <laughs> pocket knife in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah. so no, it's it's. It's pleasing for me as a coach, and yeah, as a, you man. know, I yeah. see, I see these um, drastic changes in people, and yeah. and this obsession. It is an obsession. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. you know what it's like. It's you nick or flickers a, t- a text through and say, "Done a ten k run, boys," oh, and we yeah, feel bro. like we're oh, behind man. the eight ball. We're like, fuck 100%. you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Nick's been damn a, it. Nick's been a constant motivator for me in my whole time at the gym, mate. Like he's. Nick's, there's no excuses with fucking Nick. Like, no. if you're not at training, what's your excuse, man? Yeah, yeah that's right. You're sitting on the couch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a badass man, eh? Like, yeah. he doesn't take any shit. And, he's and just real, bro. It's black and white, man. you know? Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. what a lot of people fucking need in their life, is someone and saying, what have you done this week that's so great? Yes, that's <laughs> right. And nine times out of ten, yeah. they pause on that answer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, um, to be honest, and... And yeah, like you were obviously quite busy sometimes with the kickboxing side of it. So, yeah. and especially when Rick was away, um, uh, having you know, he was busy with Amelia yeah. and busy with stuff with Liv. Like Nick's been definitely one of my main training partners. And yeah. fuck yeah, he's it's no easy roles with that no, man. No. <laughs> and, and he's texted me during the day and gone, it's just me and. Kurt tonight, yeah. you know, say a prayer, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> fuck, know? I say little prayers to myself, and I'm all <laughs> that man sometimes too, and he's fucking half my size, yeah, but it's, um, it is, it's a great, um, yeah, yeah. we think we've all got going, and, um, you know, with the, the combination of Phil and James, and, mm. um, yeah, Ricky, Ricky the coach, our oh, coach yeah. and leader, Ricky, and yeah. now, um, the, the hunger and desire for that man as well. He he's oh, impressive, man. Like yeah. he's, yeah. you know, he's all about um, getting himself into yep. gear now, ready for comps and stuff. So yeah. um, it's great having a leader like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And he that's the thing with Rick is is there's no bullshit. There's no excuses. There's no. He's a very admirable bloke. He's never um, yeah. Never woe on me as Rick A. Eh? No. It's always just, oh, you know, he just, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. into it. Um, oh. He's a very motivated, good bastard. Like, I yes. couldn't, couldn't think of a better man actually to lead our team as yeah, a Rick. And so. he's, you know, I'm going to interview yeah. him too one day yeah. and, and yeah. like, I'm going to hear it. But, yeah. I mean, he's had some um, hard life lessons too. Oh, fucking 100%, and, bro. Yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, he's definitely one of our great leaders. And, he's a good bloke. Yeah. So we're very lucky that we've got him directing us, like steering the ship, and and we've got a really good team of um, people involved as well. We've got good uh, good female members in cl- involved in the club, and we've got really good um, 
male role models, male role models for the kids. And yeah. Just good fucking training partners, man. Turn up, no bullshit. Nah, that's right. High five, fist bump, and let's go. Yeah, leave yeah. your shit at the door. Yeah. And come and kick stuff over and make a fool of yourself. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome, man. We've got a really good crew, good yeah. team. Good part. It's good to be part of it, and um, yeah, like I say, it gets you, gets you to training some days on the cold days when you can't be fuck coming to the gym and going. It's gonna be cold. My feet. I won't be able to feel them when I'm on a mat. So. <laughs> and that's uh, just it. Like, yeah. that's the hardest part of training is driving there in winter. Yeah, some days you just you know, yeah, yeah. Get over it's a good thing now, man. Like uh, the turnaround that we've got this year, like um, last couple of years. Um, especially in winter the numbers start to die back and you're turning up and there might only be two or three on the mats and yeah. fucking this year it's been amazing though I've been coming down and there's you know we're hitting double digits every night yes so it's, it's well there was definitely good. definitely double digits last night we had MMA yeah. and kickboxing last night yeah and um, there was you couldn't see the black mats man like no, it's awesome man they were chocker that's so, so good so that's yeah. that means our I love that yeah our core group has just grown so much in the last bloody yes. 24 months it's awesome and the young guys that have only just started the last couple of months mm. are rocking on up to these extra trainings these open mats like yeah. on a night uh, like tonight's um, jujitsu night basically Yep. Um, the fighters class is on at the same time, and um, when the fighters class is on, extras are showing up for jits. Yeah, like it's, it's it's pretty impressive. Oh, it's sick. awesome, mate. It's awesome so, to see. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's that's community exposure. People were seeing it out, like out and about in the community, and going, "Oh fuck it, I'll go and give that jujitsu yeah. thing a go." Because we all get the oh, you do jujitsu? Is that like karate? And you go, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's definitely like karate. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that the between the two jujitsu clubs in Timaru, yeah. less and less people are going, are going to watch a UFC event like yeah. on at Spates or wherever and yeah. going, oh, oh, stand them up. Fucking hell. You know? People like that should be removed from the fucking... Gene pool, bro. <laughs> it's where natural selection should just fucking rain down on those yeah, yeah. That's right. So it's it is. It's one of them things. It's like how I had to explain jujitsu to people back in the day. Yeah. Is it yeah. like ground karate? Yes, it is like ground karate. Yeah. Yeah. Judo chops and everything. Going up against yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. To now, people are going, man. They're telling me about wow. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm very hard. Um, I pushed you, uh, judo in my MMA trainings. Yes. And I'm getting guys coming to me going, bro, did you see Volkanovski? He did like four Ochigaris. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, yeah, like, my man. Nice, bro. Nice. Nice. Far out. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's nice for me to, you know, I, yeah. everyone knows I talk a yarn and to, to hear people coming back going, man, and they're listening. It's yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it's, it is it is growing. We're doing well. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. It's definitely... It's it's going in a really good direction as well. We've got good people on board. That's, yeah. the, that's the main thing. And, um, yeah, we, like I say, we're fucking lucky to have the affiliation that we do with a, a yeah, a really good good gym yeah. in Queenstown. Fucking yeah. lucky to have those boys. And that's the right. only thing that, yeah, that I really want to probably do is... And my main goal is try and... Um, get down there as much as I can and like I say um, 
two two kids and a wife, I don't have a lot of free, free time. So yeah, right. a weekend away down there isn't um, on the cards all the time, and no. that's cool. But yeah. um, it's awesome getting down there and awesome meeting the people when they're down there and training with them. So, that's right. Um, and yeah. I've, I feel I've missed out a bit with my knee up. And, um, yeah. yeah. I, you, know, you know what it's... But it's... I, you know, I want to see Jose and I want to see the guys and... Um, I want to be able to compete at 100%, man. Yeah, yeah. Not strapping the crap out of my knee like it's a, a limb that's falling off, you know? Yeah. So, right, just quickly, what are your goals this year? Goals this year? Um, yeah, with jits, say, like comps and stuff coming up. For me at the moment, man, I'm, I'm just really, I'm happy where I'm at and I just want to keep forging that path and keep competing hard at Blue Belt. That's, that's really all I want to do. I've, I've set a lot of goals at the start of the year that I've already um, really achieved mm. and um, going forward from now is I want to compete uh, 21st of August at the Gee Open in Queenstown um, I want to compete at uh, the uh, King of the South 4 yep. and that's November, um, yeah. that's November. Um, I've also got a lot of work things that I've got goals set for as well so I'm trying to knock those off at the same time so um, yeah, those have been my two main goals at the moment is just keep going at Blue Belt and keep turning up, keep competing and keep yeah. having fun. And yeah. more or less just, for me, I just like to just keep training. Yeah. Keep training. That's that's my main thing. I don't want to stop training and um, I don't want to, I hate having a week off. Yeah, bro. I know. <laughs> hate having time away because it's, We all feel that. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's with the day you yeah. do come in, yeah. we do feel yeah, you've missed yeah. out a wee bit. So for me, I just want to keep training. I just want to keep enjoying it. And um, uh, goal-wise for me, I really want to try and um, get my boys involved, get my eldest son involved as well and yeah. um, and her... Uh, yeah, and my youngest one eventually as well. Yeah, um, I think it would just be really good for them. I'll so. say a prayer for me when, yeah. when Billy starts coming <laughs> yeah. to training. Yeah, so I'd really like to get the kids, um, you know, get Jack involved at some point this year or maybe next year. I'm just sort of watching that space and seeing yeah. how he's growing as a wee person because he's only five and yeah. and um, yeah, just reading him to see when he'll be ready to start getting into it a bit more. Yeah. And, First year at school this year as well, yeah. so it was, yeah, yeah. So he's got a bit on his plate as well. So yeah, yeah, and it all, it's always a, uh, an option for him, like to train. It's not going to be forced upon him, but no, um, no. yeah, just um, I'd love that's and that's the main thing. Why I'm doing it is I want to keep training, keep enjoying it. It's really good for me, and um, and uh, yeah, one day I just want to share it with my boys as well and get them involved and get them training and. Um, it's really good for you, I think, to know a martial art, any form of martial art, not necessarily even jiu-jitsu, yeah. just as a as a confidence and uh, knowing you can, you know, look after yourself and yes. and it'll be very comforting for me knowing the boys can look after themselves in a situation and yeah, yeah not necessarily even for self-defence, just to know that um, yeah, because a lot of the it's all about you know you know what martial arts is about yeah. about distance management and making sure you can't be in a position where you're going to get hurt so you were 148 kilos you're 116 now it's a 32 kilo weight loss what are you doing with your apart from all the training you're doing because that's obviously what you need to do you need to work hard, but what are you doing diet-wise? What is you? What would go into your 
diet now? What are you eating? What are you? What's the magic, bro? Um, I just find what works for me really is um, I like the old saying, "Eat like a dog." Eat the same shit every day, right? And don't change it <laughs> often. Like, like um, just like a dog, like my dog that actually <laughs> eats his own shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I usually just pretty much eat just about the same thing every day so right. and that's really cool with me like um and i enjoy and really enjoy the food that i eat i don't i'm not someone who really needs a lot of variation in my diet like yeah. i don't really care yeah. so um yeah usually i'll just it's the same thing pretty much every day i usually have wraps with bloody spinach and super slaw and oh, you know the odd occasional bloody chuck peppers in and stuff like that and usually a, a protein of some sort whether it's a, a couple of rashes of bacon or a bit of ham or um yeah chicken and chicken um, i've had chicken yeah. i've had venison yeah, venison had. like so it's usually same thing but like some sort of protein in it so there is a bit of variance in there i suppose but yeah. generally it's um i don't eat a lot of um yeah like I, I pretty much don't eat of like potatoes and carbs. pastas and yeah. really dense carbs because um i've got i don't know my sort of body i put on weight very easily so um just got to really watch what i eat and um make sure i'm not eating yeah that really sort of dense carb stuff or yeah i just try and stay stay away from uh refined sort of foods like sugars your refined and, sugars yeah. and sugar in general and yeah. um yeah just you're, stick you're to actually, basics. Yes, and you're actually helping me out because I'd buy a coffee every day. And, yeah. Or two or three of them even. And um, yeah. I've come right off that now. And just black, I'm just on black coffee. So. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah. And, but, um, and just consistency. So that's, that's it. like I say, like eat like a dog, eat the same sort of foods all the time. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's not an awful diet, that's for sure. It's... It's really, I enjoy it and yeah. I'm happy with that. And hopefully, a lot of people have said to me, You can't just eat fucking oats and wraps for the rest of your life. And I'm like, Well, What's why not? This? Yeah. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> I'm <this> happy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah. like my, a usual meal for me for tea, and it's usually pretty much the same thing. Obviously, I swap and change proteins, but yeah, um, yeah like it will just be meat. And, um, and I usually have for tea, a, a, a typical meal for me for tea is. Uh, like when I've got venison, I'll have venison just cooked in a pan yeah. and um, I just have broccoli, cauliflower and carrots and that's yeah. it. I just try and stay away from anything like, uh, I know like root vegetables are generally quite uh, dense in carbohydrates, um, mm. but I find carrots are, are really quite a good vegetable for me as well. So yeah. it's good we balance and, and there is carbohydrates obviously and um Broccoli's and stuff like yeah, that, but yeah. I generally don't. Like the, they're high in iron and stuff like that. Yeah, because you you're a big spinach guy too. Like yeah, it? fucking love spinach. Fucking a Popeye. Oh, <laughs> love spinach. It's good shit. So, yeah. yeah, like just a pretty a clean diet with um, not nothing out of like no packet foods. Not don't hook into bags of crisps and bloody um yeah. crackers and shit like that. Try and generally stay away from that stuff. So um, yeah. yeah, pretty happy with how it's going and awesome. and um. Yeah. And I've seen you, you guzzle back water like nobody's business. I drink a lot well. of water, man, yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of water every I'm day. So. For that. I don't drink enough water. Yeah. I don't know. I, I generally amp up my water when I'm cutting for a fight. Or, yeah. Because yeah. um, I know that, that, you know, I know water works for me. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, it, um, maybe it's something I should, you know, just yeah. do a lot more of during the weeks. And, and, 
lifestyle. Yeah, because generally, yeah, generally for me for diet, it's I've never talked to anyone about it or no. I don't like watch things on fucking YouTube or anything about it. I just sort of found what really works quite well for me and. Yeah. That's about it, really. That's true too, bro, because like when we started amping up our training, you Mm. you said before that you went from doing kickboxing one night to jits another night, and then you're like, and then we discussed all the options of, hey, should we we do jits two nights a week? Yeah. And same with the kickboxers. And now we've got um, two separate entities under the one household name at our gym. Yeah, and they cool. train every day. Yeah. Um, but, like, you would have done this. I've, I've done this too. I've, I normally, if I've had a crap lunch and or I've eaten too much, I'm flat at training, man, like I'm yeah. dead. And, you know, or some people still um, have dinner before they go to training and oh, then they can't that. do that. Fuck that. I'd yeah, rather eat that. late at night than... I know it's not good, but I'd yeah. rather eat late at night than go to training with a full belly or yeah yeah you know have eaten the wrong thing so um so because you're into your proteins this is something i've learned about you as well you, you're a massive hunter yeah 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 i love um, my hunting yeah, yeah. yeah. um hence you, it was easy for you to lift that cylinder on your shoulder because <laughs> you probably carried a few pigs and yeah. Um. Ven- you know, and deer out of the venison. Deer, deer out of the bush. Yeah, definitely a few uh, deer, man. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, and I've been at yours. We've had venison, and it's yep. been off your hunting trips that you... Yeah, man. So you do it all yourself. You, yep. You're a butcher. You're basically yourself. Yep. And yeah. anything else you don't want to do, you, you send it away to get done, but... Yeah, just... Um, just this diff- more difficult th- sort of things like um, I'm generally not set up to do salamis or sausages. I, I yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've got my own mincer and stuff like that, and got my own way set up in my garage that I do. I'll, I'll hang a hang a deer in there. I, I usually try and take whole the deer as a whole, yeah. and um, that way I can process the whole you know the whole animal, yeah. and uh, nothing really goes to waste and. Um, I'm a big one. If I don't shoot them in the heart, I usually eat the heart on the day that I take the animal. So, um, Jesus, it's super, super food for you. So, yeah. it's super good for you, and it's really, really nice too. It's probably one of the nicest things you can take off an animal. So, um, I usually, uh, yeah, just thinly slice the heart and roll it in a wee bit of a uh, wee bit of flour. Just a really light dusting of flour, and yeah. then chucking in a pan with a bit of salt and pepper and. God, it's even on earth, man. Right, I, th- I thought you were going to say I fucking cut that chest open and I reach in there and I grab it <laughs> while it's still beating and nah. I bite into it. There are some guys that do that, man. The, the first animal you take, they'll usually dig the heart out and take a bite out of it. But, Jesus. Um, I prefer my meat cooked, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Apart from sushimi, I, I prefer cooked meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are... Um, is that a myth with the old nuts as well? Or do you... Oh fuck, mate! Uh, mountain oysters. Yeah, yeah everyone's <laughs> everyone's done a mountain oyster bro, and to be fair, it's actually not too bad. Oh, tar nuts, no, yeah, wouldn't go, wouldn't go nuts over them, but um, <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> definitely, it's not awful. But yeah. I wouldn't fucking do it every day. That's for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, I heard it was a, it's an experience. That's yeah. for sure. You got to be done. I heard when you take the virgin hunter up, you, they, 
if they shoot one or if you shoot one, they yeah. do it. And uh, brother-in-law yeah. tried to get me to do it in Australia, and I was yeah. As he was telling me to do it, I was always already halfway through it, so I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's it's something that I would probably wouldn't be able to do. But yeah. yeah. Um. So you you go hunting local? You, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Um. And you go away for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't do a lot of weekend trips anymore, but um, yeah, definitely every now and again, just get away for a weekend, and um, yeah, definitely, it's great fun, um, I've done quite a few Stuart Island trips, um, and uh, been down there and stayed in Māori huts, so um, you have to book a hut through, um, through the Māoris down there on the island, and um, also stayed in some of the dock huts down there, so it's, um, yeah, it's really Really, really nice down there. If you ever thinking of visiting Stuart Island, it's 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 beautiful down there, man. It's wow. it's like a especially in summer, it's like a tropical paradise. It's beautiful golden beaches, crystal crystal clear water. Um, yeah, really, really special place down there. I eh? got a lot of fond memories memories of uh, hunting down there. Nice. It's just shit because there's lots of sand flies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you can't have you know no. beauty without a few things so no, that's right yeah yeah and lots of sharks <laughs> <laughs> yes i've heard stories about the sharks i yeah. stewart island is notorious for sharks yeah 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 we've definitely had some interesting encounters down there that's for sure Bloody hell. <laughs> um, yeah i remember one day we were sitting uh in the hut and we um generally we didn't really have reception down there so we were working off we had a marine radio and you could um, listen into the local weather forecasts and um, you could listen into anything going on really in Half Moon Bay, which is like the, the main uh, populated area of Stewart Island. And um, I remember me and my dad, it was on the first trip down, we were sitting in the hut and we are like, nice day outside. Um, I think we went down in September that trip, so it was actually quite warm. It was just starting to warm up. And we're sitting there, like, oh yeah, we'll head out for a fish and catch some blue cod because generally we'd get dropped in by a charter and um, then we'd have a couple of dinghies, just like 12 foot dinghies, and we'd motor in off the charter boat and uh, chuck all our gear up on the beach and then whiz it up into the hut and set ourselves up. And charter would just bugger off and he'd be back in 10 days or so to pick yeah. us up. So that was our last sort of point of contact with sort of civilization, yeah, yeah, yeah. was that charter dropping nice. us in. So, yeah. And uh, he'd just have like a wee higher lift and lift the, our two boats off the top of the, the um, charter and drop them in the water and we'd load all our 10 days worth of food and 10 days worth of beer and turn whiz up and that'd be us, that'd be yeah. bloody HQ for the next 10 days was just a hut in the middle of nowhere so so we're sitting there anyway, back to the story, we're sitting there and uh, listening to the marine radio, weather was really good, nice and flat, yeah. sounded pretty good and then we heard this uh, and uh, like a distress call from these guys in Half Moon Bay and they were in a 12-foot dinghy being attacked by a 12-foot white pointer. So Whoa. we sort of looked at each other and went, maybe we'll just go hunting this afternoon. <laughs> maybe we'll just we'll stay on fucking dry yeah. land. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that Holy was quite, um, quite a hard case. And I think it was actually the same trip. The first day we were there, me and my old man went out fishing and just about ended up... Um, yeah, losing a, a boat. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So it was quite rough when we got out in the open and, um, yeah, heavy rollers and only a wee dinghy. So, yeah, it was With very, all them sharks around too. Yeah, a fair, yeah. Few, fair few 
hungry predators. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fuck that. That was the end of that. We, yeah, we did do a bit of fishing. We always do a bit of fishing when we're down there, but yeah. it's a very, very cool place. Yeah, definitely awesome memories, man. Fresh blue cod every day and nice. good yeah. supply of venison. And, uh, yeah, every time we go down, we usually take someone who's a, you know, well equipped for diving, so we get plenty of power and our oysters. Nice, yeah, and, oh man, yeah. it's you live like kings for ten days. It's brilliant. So I um I love power, man. Like yeah, um, I I don't swear at my wife none. And um, when we first started dating for my birthday, she wanted to take me diving with the sharks. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were in the cage and and you're safe. And I was like, nah, bolt. Yeah, yeah. That's like dangling, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's um, like a cage. What? What's the difference between a cage and the net on a ham? Yeah, fuck all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's um. Yeah, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be jumping out of my skin to go and catch up with a shark, eh? Sharks like putting the food in the cage again for us boys. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'd feel like a fucking tea bag bobbing around. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's gonna eat me. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. So nah, sharks are no go for me. Yeah. Um, Gaza loves sharks. Oh fuck that. I don't understand. I don't it's, like sharks. Nah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck them in the yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck that man. No, but, no, um, yeah. 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 So well, so, yeah. A bit of a, a history on boy hunting is I actually started hunting when I was. Probably four. I started going hunting with my old man, and yeah. he uh, bought a he bought a twenty two rifle for me and my brother when we were young, and chopped the stock down so that we could reach the trigger guard easy enough, and we could also get a good line of sight on the scope, so we nice. could um, use the scope. And we started pretty young, and yeah, it was really really good, good character building for us. You definitely push yourself to some limits some days yeah, yeah. you find out you know what reserves that you do have when chips are down and yeah. you think fuck me it's getting pretty dark and I've got to get back to my ute and yeah I've got all this venison on my back and yes. plus a rifle and a day pack and yeah it's definitely had some it's character building yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's um yeah um you what were your thoughts on this um the gun laws that came into change with this 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 asshole came to New Zealand and he, and yeah. he shot up you know the the muslims um you know he shot those those poor muslims and um made a real fucking go at it yeah. and yeah. since then the gun laws have changed and stuff like that what's yeah. your thought on all that there's up and uproar about it all and yeah, you know, not being able to use those guns anymore, and yeah, do yeah. you miss hunting with them guns? Are they were they good uh, for hunting? Or were they look? They definitely, they definitely had their place within the hunting community. Definitely, like the centerfire semi-autos did, um, mainly for pest control, just of um, getting rid of wallabies. And yeah. um, wallabies are a huge pest problem in New Zealand, especially yeah. through where we live. Um, yeah. And uh, it's only going to get worse. That's mm. the thing. They're, um, they're, what they're doing at the moment is not really putting a, a dent in the population. Um, yeah. A lot of onus goes on to the farmers. I, I do believe pest control guys, they can have um, 
they did a dispensation um, to own semi-automatic centre-fire weapons to yep. uh, well rifles to eradicate these. Yeah, to pests. get rid of pests because yep. it's just not it's not economically it's not you, when you're chasing wallabies with a bolt action and you just you're not going to get through the same amount of rounds. It's just not it's not going to work yeah. the same. So. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like I um, I had to hand in a, a rifle. Um, yeah. I had a Mini 14. Yeah. Uh, it was a really cool gun. I, I loved having my Mini 14, but um, I wasn't like heartbroken about it. It was a good gun, good for shooting roos and yeah. good fun, but uh, I just handed it back in. Um, I got exactly the same amount of money I paid for it back, so yeah. I didn't lose any money, so I couldn't complain. And that was them really pushing the, yeah, let's get rid of this. Yeah, I got completely reimbursed, so it was all good. But yeah, like definitely a damn shame. Like, um, it's not gonna do anything good for the pest problem that we've got with with the wallabies. Because prior to you know that handover, then there was a lot of guys who would go out and uh, with semi autos with AR-15s or two two threes and clean up roos left, right, and centre. They'd be yeah. getting rid of them. Yeah. Um, which you can still do. You can still get semi-automatic 17 HMRs and um, they're, uh, they're, you know, or seven, uh, 22 Magnums and go out and have a crack at the roos, but you just don't have the same sort of hitting power and range and it's no. not as a humane way of killing them. So, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a difficult one. It's it's hard to have a... It's a hard one to have a really strong opinion on because I definitely get where they're coming from, like, no one would think that these people around there walking around who would do that sort of shit to another person, but but there is, but there is, and it's yeah. unfortunate. But he could have go to the extreme of going across the fucking water to get to another country to do it too, bro. So yeah, but what um cracks me up is you know like I grew up in in Manurewa. Um There's always been a lot of guns around. Yeah. Um, that gangs have had that, um, you know, mm. um, yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know. I know that's a that's a very powerful gun to be using on a human. Yeah, the, in the in the fashion it was. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is it punishes everyone, and that's the problem that I've probably yeah. the stance I'd take is why punish everyone? Like, yeah, just. And it's it's awful, but and that's my point. I think um, without you know without getting people pissed off because what happened was disgusting. Man. It was absolutely 100%, fucking awful. wrong. But um, and that guy needs to be bloody yeah. Somebody needs to fucking eat one of his oysters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. cut them off at <laughs> least, you know. But um, yeah. My my point being is that there's. Dudes out there, there, there's very good gun. There is good gun control in this country. When you, you've got to pass tests, you've got to do all sorts of stuff to get guns, to get a license, and rah rah rah. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's 15 year olds out there with fucking Glocks, bro. Yeah. You know, guns that are on the black market. Yeah. And um, guns that are being fired at our police. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't, yeah, I, I, not being a hunter, I, I don't quite understand it as much. I just think, no, we shouldn't have any guns, but I also don't want to sound like a fuckwit by yeah. saying that. Yeah. Because you do. You yeah. sound like a fuckwit when you start saying things like, we shouldn't do, um, 
you know, wrestling in the Olympics, it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. It's, yeah. It starts getting a bit silly, so, yeah. um, you know, you're an avid hunter, you yeah. like hunting, you, you went and got yourself a new gun with yep. the money you got back off it, eh? you yep. went and bought yep. your legal gun, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. you know, do you, you don't ever think about it? You don't think, fuck, I wish they'd never done that? Um, didn't really... I, I know a lot of people were pretty pissed off about it and pretty upset, but to be honest with me, it, it didn't really worry me a lot. Um, it was cool, it was good fun, I enjoyed having my semi, it was awesome for shooting wallabies with, but since I've handed over, I, that's the thing, is, like I say, it's going to do a really negative thing for pest elimination because since I've got rid of my 223 and handed it over, I haven't done any pest control. No. Um, I've got, uh, with the money that I got, I bought a bolt action 7mm08 and um, yeah, like I've got three centrefire um, bolt action rifles for hunting deer and, and roos and whatever and uh, tar and pigs, but um, yeah, so I've got three different size calibres, I've got a 223, 243 and a 7mm08 and yeah, like, just like I say, it, just it, move on. I just moved on and yeah. that's the thing is I don't do any real pest control anymore, I just just really hunt uh, solely really target the fallow in the region because there's plenty of them around and it's really good meat good um, really nice eating animals and I usually go out and just target yearlings yeah. um, just young animals that are generally passed through their first or second spring and um, yeah usually they get to around about January February the yearlings are getting booted off their um, their mothers and because they've got a new foal that's just come in, or a new fawn, sorry. Yeah. And uh, they're very easy to target. They're yeah. young, they're stupid, and they don't know what hunters are. So, <laughs> And they group together. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they don't know what hunters are. They, they usually walk, rock around in mobs of half a dozen, and they're very easy to pick off. So, nice. yeah. And um, that's the thing is I usually hunt. Quite often I take Jack. Um, been trying to get out with Billy and um, Soph as well and get all four of us out and about and chasing a few deer around and yeah that makes it a lot easier when you're chasing dumb deer as well so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the memories too like you do take um, Billy and Jack out and um, yeah you know I've seen photos and, and uh, they seem to have been enjoying it they're yeah learning about what you're up to and yeah yeah you know yeah. they also come to the gym and they're yeah 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 they're, they're in that environment so um. Yeah. Uh, when are you gonna? You'll be taking Jack. You. When are you getting him a gun? <laughs> Couple of years yet. He's already got guns, man. Has he? Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, what have I got in the cabinet? That's Jack's now. He's got a. He's got a twenty-two there. He's got a twenty-gauge shotgun, and I bought a two-two-three for him the other day. So nice. He's got plenty of guns, bro. <laughs> and he's got all my guns. He can use whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, sure. And that'll be the thing when um, when my boys get older is I can't wait until they're like, Dad, I'm, what if I borrow the, the 7 mil? I'm going up such and such to go, yeah, mate, you go for it. And yeah. just, yeah, I just can't wait until they can, they're wanting to get out and do it themselves and yeah. and get out and have some adventures and yeah. just, um, I'll just be buying them uh, EPUBs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emergency locator beacons. Yeah. yeah. That's what the short for abbreviation. So, um, yeah. Because I've definitely, there's a, always a fuck up to be had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely learnt a few lessons. Is it lessons. an adventure if, if there's no fun? Oh, it's, it, 
yeah, they're definitely fucking hair raising at the time, but yeah. my God, it makes for some good stories when you get yeah, older, bro. that's for sure. And um, as, as my cousin says, when they're all stories, mm. bro. They're all stories. Yeah. So, so yeah. Definitely had oh. some, made some good, good balls ups, that's for sure. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> fuck yeah, look back on it fondly now and go, wow, that could have really gone the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, mainly I'm just shooting fallow at the moment, mate, and just locally and yeah. not really branching out too far. Just um, it just is working for me, and it's a good way of harvesting a bit of protein. And um, like I say, I'll try and I'll take as much meat as I can off every animal that I shoot yeah. just because um, might as well. That's yes. the thing. They're there. There's, I don't really agree with guys just taking the back wheels and the back stakes and just leaving the rest rot. Yeah. I like to take it all. I know there's not a lot of meat on the rest of it, but... Take as much as you can, and that's yeah. the benefit of having a mincer as well. Any anything that's not really a a good steak or a good roast, or you know, there's not a lot of benefits. Some of the stuff off the front shoulder, I'll just bone it out and run it through the mincer and yeah. make it into meat patties, or um, whip it down to farm fresh and get it blown out into sausages. And yeah. can you take offal on there? You, or what's that? Sorry, can you take offal on there? Awful. Yeah. Um, I, the only really thing I take is the heart. I don't usually take anything like the kidney or liver or anything yeah. like that. I yeah. usually just the heart. That's um, that's all I go for. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's good. It's really, really good meat as well. It's super lean. It's yeah, yeah, really, really good for you. So now I'm gonna go back to potatoes because you said you yeah. don't like carbs. Nah. Or oh, me, you don't eat many carbs. I know you like carbs. Everybody likes carbs. Mm. But when we first came out, I the first couple of times I stayed at my mate's houses, they um, had roast dinners, and yes. I was like, "Yeah, I'll come along to a roast dinner." And they only have roast potatoes on the on the table. And I yeah. remember saying to my mate, um, "Where's the other potatoes?" Yeah, you used to do it three ways, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so roasties, mashies, and yeah, yeah you tell me that. You know, and um, they were like, "Button," and I go, yeah. well, "You know, where's the boiled and the mash, right?" And they're like. It's a roast in a van. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, nah, bull. Nah, where's the fucking rest, man? You know, short change uh, me. Yeah, and the, and he'd say, um, mum's only ever done um, roast for us. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you need to get a new mum, bro, because <laughs> she's ripping you off. <laughs> so, Smoke it, eh? Yeah, but um, nah, it's 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 cool to learn to wonder how hopefully one day I can um, come out, hopefully I'm not a hindrance, but I'd <laughs> like to come out hunting with you. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yep. see what you're up to. But. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's a good experience. And like I say, I started at a young age, and my old man was very, very strict with me and my brother when we started hunting. And um, even when we were kids, we were um, always taught that guns weren't toys. We um, weren't allowed to point toy guns at each other. My old man was very, very strict and very stern on what around gun safety and. Um, I always used to say it's a privilege to own a rifle. It's not a right. It's, you don't have a right to go hunting. It's a very, it's a privilege. So, um, yeah, yeah. So whenever I went with hunting with my dad, it was always very, um, very strict, and there was no fucking around. That's no, for sure. No. And um, yeah, was, that's, that's a good habit, bro. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. It's good to get into good habits and. Um, and uh, yeah, definitely protects you along the line and stops any accidents from happening or any problems with rifles because people do get complacent and um, 
that's the thing. It's there's been a lot of accidents happen over the years with rifles and shotguns, and it's very very unfortunate. So um, it's good having good gun safety and yeah. That was episode four with Kurt the Bear Morai. Um, stay tuned for more episodes coming your way. Um, and thanks for giving it a listen. Cheers, man. Thank you.